You were born with individual strengths and a unique purpose. Don't let fears, false beliefs, or life's happenings diminish your influence. It's time to live and lead for impact. Host Kirsten Ross, expert of transformation, will help you defeat the drama and overcome the trauma that can stop you in your tracks. You'll gain focus, find confidence, and take bold action. Unleash passionate, purposeful you. Let's go. Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Ross Vogel, your host, and this is episode 245. Just so you know, this podcast is a really important part of the Impact Academy that you can find at myimpactacademy.com forward slash join. Definitely check it out. It has almost 20 years of digital resources that I've created over many years to serve my clients and uh, twice a month time with me via Zoom in group coaching and strategy sessions. So you definitely want to check it out. Go to that link. You'll get two weeks free and uh, check out all the resources. And in the meantime, I want to introduce an amazing guest that I have for today. Can't wait to get to know more about her business and share her with all of you. Her name is Marley Major. She's the CEO of The Party Goddess, a nationally acclaimed full service event planning and catering company and author of, But Are You Making Any Money? A witty and lauded business guide for smart entrepreneurs just like you and a leading small business expert in Los Angeles, California. From understated elegance to rockstar fabulous, Major is known for creating the most talked about parties of the year for a client list ranging from top tier businesses to A-list celebrities such as Pierce Brosnan and Sofia Vergara. But she's quickly establishing herself as one of the best resources for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Heralded as a must read for any entrepreneur, Major's book, But Are You Making Any money simplifies in a step-by-step process, the complicated aspects of running a lucrative business. Her profit technique and conversational style is what Forbes says makes you want to keep reading more. And you can find more about her at mini.theprofitgoddess.com. Oh my goodness. Welcome Marley. Hello. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to getting to learn more about you and your business. Well, I am. It's going to be fun. I love your, I love your podcast. I've been doing my homework and listening and it's, it's fun. You have two tons of energy. So that is, I can see why you have, I can see why you have 20 years of digital resources available. My goodness. I do. I do. I love what I do as I'm sure you do too. And it's so super fun when, um, tell me if you've had this experience, people say like, like how much do you work or how do you spend your time or all of that kind of thing? And I'm like, wow, I don't track it because I love what I do. I sure, I certainly make sure that I've got balance and I'm being intentional about, you know, finding time for the different parts of my life, but shoot, I've never just tracked how, you know, how much time I'm spending. Cause I love what I do so much. <laughs> well, that is hilarious because I wrote a book on time tracking. So oh. <laughs> literally oh, on tracking your time, but it's good. Let's because, duke it out. No, well, no yeah. yeah. Well, the nice thing is that uh, when somebody kind of intrinsically knows what delivers, you know, their goals. And as you said, you're intentional about it. That's, that's the key piece. It's, you know, if, it does, if it's not broken, don't fix it. But what happens with so many entrepreneurs is they have no idea 
where they stand yeah. in and that, Oh yeah. And you, you have to have that trouble. rejuvenation time. No, no, no. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't naturally have that switch that sort of kicks in and says, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, that's when you get in trouble. So it's awesome when you naturally, or, you know, I should say naturally, naturally after 20 years to be the overnight <laughs> success of having that switch. Uh, then you're, yeah. you know, you're good, but most people don't have it. So, yeah. Well, and I think entrepreneurs a lot of times have a tendency to be wired for a 24 seven blend is yes. what I call it, where, yeah. which is awesome, really, again, as long as you can manage it well, but you know, when you're truly blending life and work all together, you can be super efficient, yeah. you know, cause I pay attention to my high energy times, my high focus times. I'm a morning person. So that's going to happen in the morning if I'm writing a book or, you know, right. doing like major focus stuff. But later in the day, I can do other things that are a little more, you know, don't require as much focus. And if I need to go to the grocery store, or run an errand, I can do it when other people aren't likely there, which is super right. nice. <laughs> Overall, very, very efficient. Yes. But uh, so tell me though, we're going to talk about your book and your event planning business. So tell me a little bit more about first the event planning. So I, well, I started out in the restaurant business. And then we took over a banquet operation and a catering facility and, and for a very long, dramatic story, I decided like events were what I absolutely loved because I loved the idea that, you know, you still had all the components like food and beverages and, you know, entertainment and fun stuff like that. But each event was different because it was in a different space. It was for a different client with a different set of goals and different number of people. And so in, in, at that time, when I started the party goddess, which was 2000, the, you know, people were just starting to have event planners, right? Because before it used to just be big corporations or it'd be like, you know, you'd have a, like, if you are having a big wedding, you'd have a wedding, big wedding planner, but it wasn't just regular people having an event planner. And the, and then you could hang out your shingle kind of on the internet. And in those days, everybody was, you know, our biggest fear was like, Oh, somebody stole that my photos for their website, you know, now they can steal your entire identity, but <laughs> and be like, Oh, these photos are mine, but pretty much you could hang out your shingle. And it was like, okay, I say I'm a great event planner. I must be. Well, that the the piece about that is it's great. There are no barriers to entry. But the other piece is that it was really kind of the wild west. And so what I realized being in a very saturated market like Los Angeles is that I had to do something to stand out. And so what I decided to focus on was this whole piece of celebrity clients because what I realized was even my my wealthiest friends like growing up what always amazed me was that you know we could be on vacation reading a magazine and these girls could be wealthier than any of the celebrities we're reading about and it would be like oh my gosh so and so uses this cream oh my gosh so and so uses and i was like you could like own them you know but yet the influence of high profile people. And I was like, well, whatever. I mean, if, if, if all you have to say is, Hey, listen, XYZ was my client, not saying why, but I mean, if, if that's the case, then, and that elevates me as an event planner. Okay. Like I'll play the game. And it really made a huge difference. And so I started to be very, like, to use your word, intentional about the clients we got and that really transformed the brand. Now there's a big, butt in there, um, what a lot of entrepreneurs do and what I find a lot of creative entrepreneurs do, uh, and especially women is we do not focus on the numbers. And even though I had gotten my business degree from Georgetown, I had a very difficult time applying what I learned 
in my own business where you have decisions like, oh, I need to hire somebody. Let me hire my friend and then make a huge mistake, even though I know I shouldn't do that. You know, all those things. And I ended up focusing very much on the sales component and hitting my sales numbers and goals and not on the profit component. And when (laughs) you can have a great goal of a million dollars a year, which I did my first year, but you spend 1.2, you know, you have a problem. So I ended up writing my book, but are you making any money really to solve my own problems? And then that took me in this, this whole other piece. Cause people couldn't understand like, wait, you're, you're an event planner, but you have a business book. And it was like, okay, well, let me explain. So now it's kind of like under the umbrella, like I had the party goddess and the, I have the profit goddess for for those people who are looking to to figure out what is wrong and like, why are they not making enough money? I love that. And you're so right. Uh, I even think of some of the, I'm not going to say names, but like there are websites and business gurus who the 100% focus is on how much you've earned. And I'm and- constantly screaming at the TV or wherever I'm seeing them. <laughs> But what was the net profit? Well, well that's, <laughs> that's any, what I'll call you know. it. All it is, is the money between the wallpaper and the wall. I mean, yeah. you need the margin. It's the margin. Yeah. We're totally. We have our terms all mixed up. It's like, you know, sales and this and that. And it's like, oh, XYZ company did yeah. X amount in sales. And it's like, okay, Heidi, read the Wall Street Journal. Like they, you know, two lines down, it says, and they reported a net loss this quarter of 1.2 <laughs> billion, you know, and you're just like, Hi, you have to pay attention to both. They both really matter. I have to share a really funny story because, uh, so my oldest son is entrepreneurial, which I Mm -hmm. love. Um, he's 23 now and, uh, and he has a business, but anyway, when he was in middle school, that is when he started his first business and he would have his business meetings, quote unquote, uh, with his friend in, uh, in the gym locker room while they were (laughs) getting ready for gym class. Very efficient. Um, you know, they came up with a name, they came up with a logo and it was around designing, um, skateboard decks and, uh, you know, and they were doing YouTube videos. I mean, and really all of this, I was not coaching much around any of that. Like really they were figuring it out, a website, the whole shebang. But anyway, one day my son came to me and he said, you know, it (laughs) seems like, you know, for everything that we're having to spend on the blank decks and then how much time it's taking to do it, it doesn't feel like we're making enough money. And I was like, bang. I'm like, yes. I go, you know what? You just learned about margin and net profit. Very good. (laughs) And boy, is it good that he learned early because so many entrepreneurs, they, they don't make that connection or they think, oh, okay, well, I'll just try harder or I'll just get more clients or I'll just expand my product offerings. And instead you have to like, just stop the train on the tracks and say, wait a minute. I mean, maybe it is a thing if you need more clients. I have rarely found that with the people I coach. It, it, it's more, there's something wrong with your margins and how much time you're spending you know, to get your clients and with your clients and how much it, you know, it takes to produce that product or service. And until that number is brought in front of people, like, do you realize you just made $5 on this? They, you know, then they're sick to their stomachs, but it's amazing how long people will go without stopping to really realize what are those numbers? Yeah. And you just mentioned like hiring a friend, which um, honestly, (laughs) that's one of my most popular podcasts ever is like you hired one and like be real about your reasons. But, uh, but also it's funny. So the secondary little, you know, learning opportunity that my son had was he's like, it really feels like 
I'm doing a lot more of the oh, work <laughs> and I don't know what to do about it. And so I coached him about, well, you got to go have the tough conversation and really make sure that the roles are, you know, and does this really? make sense, you know, get the expectations clear. And then does it still make sense for both of you? So, well, <laughs> so it, I mean, now my, now my question is to you as the coach, have you ever seen it where the friend and the friend where everybody's doing equal work and is, and is happy? I mean, I know, I know what no. happens on the today show, they always say, oh yes, we're great partners and we have been forever, but I don't know. I have never, ever seen it where somebody hires the best friend or they start it together and they're like, oh, this is awesome. We both just love to work 24 seven. It's like, no, somebody's having a baby. Somebody got married. Somebody's, you know, traveling, whatever. Well, and the discomfort of having that conversation because there's more at stake. And, you know, I mostly actually work with family businesses. So, I mean, talk about, you know, a lot at stake in those relationships, but that's why I I love, that's my favorite place to play because of, you know, uh, everything we're dealing with. But so I go in and fix the relationship. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and you, you know, I I mean, sometimes they're not having Thanksgiving together anymore because of all the, you know, friction, but, uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, they, and unfortunately, and I'm sure you've experienced the same thing. They come to you after the fact, after it's gone awry and they're like, now what do I do? And I'm like, well, I wish you would ask me right away. Cause you know, they can, if you have really important conversations and, and both are able to set good boundaries and be as good assertive communicators, which is rare, Uh, then it can work because you're setting the ground rules up front and you're saying like, we're separating the business relationship from the family or personal relationship. But yeah, that never happens. They're like, oh my gosh, yeah, it's going to be great. You know, cause we've known each other since forever. We yeah. know what would you I do? literally just had a really bad snafu with a new hairdresser, like the most horrendous, I won't huh? go into the details, but let's just say I left with wet hair and, oh, um, no. and die down down half my forehead because oh she told my. me there was nothing she could do to get it off my skin, which, and she told me to use Windex when I got home. And no, this was a high on. end. Yeah. I know. I was like, cause well, like I saw that she had slapped it on, but I wasn't worried. Cause like, I've never been to a place where they're not just wiping it off and get, you know, well, but yeah. anyway, um, never have I had this kind of experience. And I called the owner a couple of weeks later just to say, you know, I don't want anything, but I, you know, I just kept thinking like as the business owner, I would want to know. And lo and behold, she said, we have been friends since middle school. And I'm thinking she's not treating your business like she's your friend. Well, she Trust sure is not. Me. Yeah. No, that's so, a waiting to happen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I'm not going to make it public, but oh, I get um, it. anyway, so I love this. So tell me um, what, when you're working with clients around the becoming profitable, what are some of the areas that you really focus on? I mean, I definitely hear the numbers, sure. uh, but what else? Well, ironically, it's kind of, uh, it's just funny to me that, that that's the one thing you started with is the first thing I do is have them track their time because they, and I'm tracked their time for a week. And, and a lot of times I work with, you know, women clients and, and, you know, unfortunately they are very familiar with the uh, diet mentality. And I'm like, think of it literally like a diet, right? Like the first time you go on a diet, you are like, gosh, I don't understand. Like I barely ate, like, how did I not lose any weight this week? And the, I remember when I did it one time with my trainer and she's like, Hey, okay. It's one thing not to lose weight in a week. It's like another thing to gain a pound, which I had done. And I was like, oh, like maybe I'm in ketosis. Maybe I mean I'd ever excuse the book. <laughs> and um, but the thing is, is that when you when you write it down, you realize, oh wow, like I had I did have 10 MMs and I did have like a third of my daughter's sandwich. And granted, it was only a third, but you know, all those things add up. And I yes, I had a cappuccino and it was non-fat, but you know, milk does have some calories. And when you start adding it up, it's like that cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. And 
So when I have people track their time, I, I find unlike you, they are totally oblivious to how long it really takes to do something, whether it's type of contract, whether it's meet a client or how much time they spend on the phone with a prospective client who, by the way, they should have figured out 50 minutes ago, can never afford them in the first place. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is we want to get the business or we want to make like close that client. And so we spend all this time with them. And then the next thing, you know, the client isn't a fit, you know, wants you to reduce your rates. And then you're, then you start in this whole spiral of spending too much time on the wrong person, then you can't service the clients that you should be working with, et cetera. And so what it does for me is it, it just, it's like a cheat sheet. It just reveals, it's like, it reveals where the issues are. And I can say, okay, you spent X amount today on, you know, Instagram and social media and whatever. By the way, that could be great. That's what drives a lot of people's businesses. But when you add it up and then you say, okay, listen, tell me how much business did you get out of, you know, all these Instagram posts, Facebook, et cetera. And, you know, first people will try to say, hey, well, you know, that takes a while in it. I'm like, okay, so talk to me about the business you got six months ago. And it's like, uh, 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 uh. And the point is when you keep asking the questions, A, they don't really know the answer. And B, for me, it's just about getting them to be purposeful. It's like, listen, I don't care if you spend all your time on YouTube videos. In fact, maybe that might be the best thing you could spend your time on. But what I want them to know is that they've got a plan. A, like you said, when are they most productive? When will they when do they need to do what I call the heavy lifting? You know, if it's in the morning, then in the morning, don't be on your email and checking Facebook right? You have to really concentrate on what are your top goals. And then what we do is we sub out the, the, the three things in their week that are the, you know, not producing and we sub them out for the three things that are their most, you know, their biggest, heaviest hitters where it's okay. These three things, when you call clients or when you, you know, meet somebody for lunch that you've done business with before, then you really turn it around. Well, then it's magic because you're going from the bottom to the top. So that's when they really see the result. But it really, it really boils down to how do you spend your time? I love it. And oh my gosh, talk about, I mean, social media and the rabbit holes you can end up with if you're not super intentional. And I love that. So you're starting with uh, a lot of time, you know, we talk about the dollars as a currency right. and dollars don't lie. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of people aren't doing the math, but really time is a currency too. And time so is, once is, you're doing the math, you need to do both. <laughs> well, right. But, but time is the most, is the only non-renewable resource. If you think about it, right. you know, money, you can always make more money, right? People go bankrupt all the time and, and come back. They go bankrupt. The average millionaire has gone bankrupt, what, 2.4 times. I mean, now it's probably like 3.9 times, but the, you can, you can come back, right? You can, you, we can create more fill in the blank, but time it goes and it's, and it's gone. And so what I find is kind of one of my methods is I, I try to explain to people, you can't read the label from inside the jar. And what I say to them is it's like, think of like when your friend is dating somebody or married to somebody who's just a jerk and everybody can see a, a person it's like, because they're inside the jar, you know, they can't see what is so obvious to the rest of us. And as soon as they track their time and put it on paper, they start to see it, but then I really see it. And I'm like, oh my goodness gracious. You know, I kind of put it into buckets and I'm like, okay, this is your social media bucket. This is your like admin bucket. This is your, you know, uh, like intake kind of proposals, new client bucket. And it is amazing how it's just like, well, duh, here's why 
you don't have enough business. You're not spending anywhere near the time you need to developing new business. And it just sheds a light. And I find to me, it's like a fast track. It's like the cliff notes to where the issue is. Yeah. I, I love that you're having them write it down too. Yeah. I'm thinking back to, you know, Weight Watchers and things like that. When yeah. you were talking about the food, you know, that's part of their big success strategy is just writing it down. And so, you know, as a coach, you're not having to try to talk them into the self-awareness. <laughs> you're like, yeah. let that black and white on paper do the work. <laughs> well, right. And, and then what I do to, to crystallize it is, is I say to them, you know, like, well, how much do you want to make an hour? And they'll, you know, toss out a number or I will have to coax it out of them. But the point is, is that when you show them what they're currently doing and how much they are currently taking home for those activities, and you show them what their hourly rate is. And I do this exercise in my book. When you do this, this, this exercise, you know, I was like, okay, here's your hourly rate. When I did it, I, I would have been making more money working at McDonald's. And a lot of entrepreneurs would be. And, and I thought to myself, you know, I probably should work at McDonald's because then I wouldn't go to McDonald's after I was so stressed after an event, you know, and I would like have a 401k probably. And I'd have like, a you know, the free shift meal and I'd have, it would I wouldn't have any of these issues or stress that I bring home, but you don't until you just stop. And I find we just in our culture, especially, we just love to be busy. It's like this busy is this badge of honor and it's busy as baloney. It's busy. (laughs) I love alliteration. Busy as baloney. I love that. Uh, So, um, oh my gosh, the busy piece. I, I, there are so many times, and I know you probably have tricks that you share with your clients, but again, downtime, we yeah. feel like people feel so much guilt and like, oh, but how am I going to be able to tell everyone how I'm so busy? You know, all that there's so many trip ups and roadblocks for us just taking time yeah. for self-care. And so I literally have started having people visualize a cocoon. Yeah. And I'm like, just call it your chrysalis phase. Like it can look like no activities happening. And, and guess what? Like you don't even have to be actively thinking about stuff. Right. So it's even beyond that. But I had a client one time when we were in a, um, I had been working with her individually, but we were, this is over the past year. So it was via zoom. But so I'd been doing individual coaching with her weekly. And I knew that she was tired, but then I was on the, I was doing a leadership team coaching and I was watching her and she looked sick and tired and her mm-hmm. eyes were at half mast. So afterwards I got a hold of her right away. I'm like, what is going on? And yeah, she had been feeling really sick for a while. And I'm like, you have to take time off. I can, I have to No, Yeah. I had to force, force, force. I'm like, stay in your pajamas, bathrobe, whatever it is, have someone come in and give you a massage at home. And she just fought me on it. But you know, that next week uh, she had done it and she was like, thank you so much. But oh my gosh, why is it so hard to get people to take time off? Because I think we, we are, and I think it's getting worse because we are focused on the outside. We're focused on what's happening on Instagram and Facebook and all these perfectly Photoshopped and painted lives that we're saying, oh my gosh, I'm not there yet. And so-and-so is, so I better try harder. But instead of just trying harder, it's like the ladder's up against the wrong wall in the meantime. So that's great. Keep going up and down the ladder, but you're climbing the wrong freaking building, you know? But you, you, I mean, Stephen Covey has a great thing in his book about, you know, you, you take one minute to plan, say planning for one minute, uh, saves four minutes and it's true. It does. You, you, you don't just go, Oh, I'm, I'm going to go to New York and then just get on the next plane. It's like, well, dude, what city are you leaving from? I mean, you know, because if I'm coming from LA, that's one thing. If I'm coming from, you know, freaking London, I'm going in a different direction, but, but people don't 
that you've got to stop and just take a second and say, where do I want to go? And what is the shortest distance between two points? Or by the way, what is the most colorful distance between two points? Or what's the most relaxing distance between two points? Whatever their goals are, it doesn't have to be about money, but it does have to be purpose. It has to be intentional. Mm -hmm. So tell me, uh, with all the clients that you've worked with, uh, I always ask that this because I think as uh, entrepreneurs, like busy people, we, yeah. I want to fuel that passion, but it's always so inspirational to hear about the impact that someone else has made. And so what is one impact? If I had you think quickly about who comes to mind where you really, uh, made a difference for someone, one of your clients, and that's the one that's your go-to that really fuels your passion. Well, we have a particular client that we've worked with for a million years and, uh, she, I'm going to have to be careful. So I don't reveal too much, but but mm-hmm. she has an event every year and she was married and we did the event for her every year. And by all outside appearances, I mean, anybody in the world would be jealous of her because as I say it's a fabulous party. She does it every year. Um, and then one year she was divorced and or separated at the time. And you could just tell she was at a crossroads. Like, do I have the party? because I used to always have it, you know, with my husband, do I, but it's her favorite party, you know, favorite thing to do. And, you know, by now we've worked together for a long time. And I was like, listen, have the party. Like you need something to focus on. Yes. I know it's embarrassing or it seems like the all eyes are on you, but nobody really cares, you know? Okay. So you, you know, you ditch the guy, whatever, but you could just see her like light up. You could just see somebody like at the party, you could just see, she went from kind of hiding and feeling horrible to like, I can do this. And that might seem like, okay, well, we didn't cure world hunger. I mean, we can, we can talk about a lot of those different conversations and, you know, volunteer things, but I think sometimes we minimize the impact we can have just on a daily basis by just encouraging people, you know, and just saying, listen, you can do this, get out there, like get out of your pajamas. You've got two kids, you know, like show an example that you got to just get out of bed, no matter how lousy the situation is. And, you know, he had cheated on her and it was, it was just, it was all this stuff, but she really, from that point, and then it, it, you know, it turned around. She just kind of needed a coming out party and she didn't bash him. She didn't, I mean, there was, it was nothing about him, but she just needed that extra push to be like, you know what, you have got this. And I think as coaches, it's the same, you know, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, sometimes we just need to help our clients get out of their heads and say, no, 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 you know, enough. Come on. You can do this. So, well, it, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so it, it, it goes back to, you know, it's not the curing world hunger story, but it's kind of like that, that like very trite thing where they, you know, the, the person sees the starfish and there's a million of them on the beach and mm-hmm. then throws it into the ocean and says, Oh, well, you know, all the rest of them are going to die. And the person's like, yeah, but it mattered to that one. And it's kind of, it's kind of the same thing. And then that person has a ripple effect, you know? So exactly. And I was just going to point out, it's so interesting that each of our stories had a like either get in your pajamas and stay there or get out of your pajamas. So you need that outside perspective sometimes when you're stuck in your ways. And that's the power of a coach, you know, we're on your side, we're cheering you on. And, you know, we're not just there, you know, sometimes our friends have very good intentions, but they're just going to kind of go with what, you know, you're saying, but with a coach, you have now given us license to speak into your life. Well, and, and also too, I, something that I, that I coach people about is, is like, look at the agenda and agenda doesn't have to be a bad word, but you know, 
sometimes your friends are, it's, they're encouraging you to kind of be stuck. They're not doing it as I say, intentionally, they're not trying, but if, you know, especially find when people are trying to up-level their game or do something new, you know, their old world feels safe, but their old world is not part of their goals. You know what I mean? They have loftier goals. And so you just have to kind of, you just have to be aware and pay attention and then behave accordingly. But, but a coach, if it's the right coach has the agenda of let's get you where you want to go. And if that means, oh my gosh, girl, you need to take a bath every day for the next seven days because you are so you know, overworked, then that's what the coach needs to say. But sometimes the coach needs to say, you know, get off your rump and focus here, like enough of the pity party, because sometimes the pity party goes on too long. And then it's just not, it's not good. Exactly. Yeah. And we don't have skin in the game on the, right. you know, the personal relationship, that kind of right. thing. Like we're just now this is like 100% your agenda, like you said, yep. and helping you get there. There's things that are in your uh, blind spot. Right. So uh, for you personally, what's been uh, the biggest internal or external challenge that you've had to overcome? And how did you overcome it? I think for me, the biggest challenge I had to overcome was the the idea that I think because in my in my first business you know, I was so focused on the sales component and and had trouble with like where is all the money really going like just kind of that confusion of but where but I just did x amount in sales how could I have so little left in the bank account my bank account and it's a money issue but but what it it affects everything you know, it affects your relationships, it affects marriage, it affects all that stuff. If, if A, you don't feel good about yourself or what you're doing, B, if you're just in a state of confusion and then with money, you know, it's shame and all these things. And so what I really probably am so proud of is that I was so challenged and in the thick of things. And it's very hard to be in a tornado and still organize, you know, your house. And I still did that. And I just was like, no, this is going to change. This story is going to change. I am once in a and for all going to figure this out. And I did. And, and then I came up with a system that worked for me. It wasn't a system that worked, <laughs> would work maybe in Wall Street, but I needed a very simple system that was, you know, went towards my colorful personality and way of organizing things. And I overcame it. And now that I've overcome it, you know, I can teach it to other people. I can do you know, my system in my sleep, but I would say that has been the biggest, the biggest, like, haha, I could, you know, I did it type of thing. That's great. And I love that you've taken what you've learned through maneuvering through the same challenge and created a, a roadmap for other people. So right. that's amazing. Uh, what words of wisdom do you have for others who want to make their own impact in the world? I would say, you know, it's the classic thing of what are you passionate about? But I would say, what are you passionate about? And I think there, there are intersections that have to come into play. If you want to make an impact, to make an impact, you have to do something that not everybody is doing. So you can't just say, oh, I'm passionate about, you know, feeding the hungry. It's like, okay, are you passionate about feeding the hungry? And what is your secret sauce to get the hungry fed, for example, that not everybody is already doing? And that goes with business or that goes with philanthropy. And it, and then it goes with, and like, where, where are your strengths? Like what, not only what does the world need and what, what, it lights your fire, but what can you really do better than anybody else? And that's where you're going to have the most impact. And I find when you have the most impact is when you feel the most satisfied and the best. And then that's like the natural fuel that keeps you going. Yeah. Too often. I feel like people, you know, the feed the hungry thing, for instance, yeah. like, is it really fueling your passion or are you doing right. the lazy river way of doing life where right. someone said, or you want it to look a certain way. And right. that is not going to 
keep you tenacious (laughs) through what you're going to need to keep it going. Right. Because sometimes it's like, well, you get on the board because it's going to look, as you say, look good to be on the board or because you need to network or because you, but when somebody really pushes you like a coach and somebody really says, do you really, well, yeah, I mean, my friends want to No, do you love the work? Do you love that those board meetings and those, because there are a million ways to serve, but if you just settle for the, what you think you should do, not going to work. Not long-term anyway. Yeah. I think about a board that I was on where it was absolutely aligned with an area that I wanted to make an impact, Mm -hmm. but the promise was it was a working board and I was really going to make a difference. Yeah. But through each time that I tried to utilize my knowledge and expertise, and give, it was shut down because, you know, whatever, red tape, blah, 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 whatever. It doesn't matter why. But like, ultimately then that was not a right fit for me because that is not, I'm a resource. We're all a resource, a valuable resource. So kind of using just the term resource probably sounds minimalist, but no, we are a valuable resource in our time. Like you said, it's a resource that we don't get back. And so we have to be so intentional and So yeah, if you're not, you know, if you're spending time on things that you love, but it's not ultimately making a difference, then you got to shift something for sure. And one of the things that I have my clients start with is the how they're spending their time. So that is the gifts, like those things that are come as second nature to us, which a lot of times, by the way, I'm sure you've seen this, we minimize it because, oh my gosh, that's so easy. Anyone can do that. There's nothing special about that. Well, not everyone can. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So like, look at those things. And then where do you feel that call to action? So the, the, the true sweet spot is there are, we are wired for different strengths and we're also wired with different calls to action. And there are so many different ways that we can use our gifts. And so if you can align those two, do the, do the, the brainstorming, wipe the slate clean brainstorming of combining those two, that is where you really feel the fuel. Yeah. No, you're, you're exactly right. But it, 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 it does take that introspection time and you have to stop and you have to get off the hamster wheel and be like, wait, what am I doing? How did I get here? Where do I want to go? Absolutely. Be so yes. I know we both used the word so much today, intentional. That's, that's the special word of the day. <laughs> that's the word of the day. Intentional. I N T E N. Yeah. But it's true. And, it, and, and most people are not intentional. They think they are, but they're not. Yeah. Well go right to like, why did you make this decision? Again, right. were you afraid to say no to somebody? Did you right. think it would look good? Like was fear driving you? Like, right. were you running away from something instead of moving powerfully towards something, you know, like right. you gotta remove and that does require that outside perspective. It really does to help yeah. you like get out of those blind, you know, uh, uh reveal the blind spots. <laughs> right. Well, it, it requires an outside perspective if you don't want it to take a hundred years and then, Oh, by Truth. the way, you're done. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yes. So uh, thank you so much. This has been such a fun conversation. I really uh, appreciate you coming. So uh, just as we close out today's episode, share uh, again, you know, what challenge would someone be having um, where they might want to think, yeah, I need to contact her. And then where can they connect with you? Well, the, the, the easiest part is where to connect with me. We created this free little video course about kind of my methods so you can, people can do a trial run. And that's at mini.theprofitgoddess.com. Of course, they can just go to the profitgoddess.com and check out our website. But 
I really take people who are like kind of in that, in that haze of I'm working all the time and I am not making the money. Like, where is it? What am I doing wrong? And they kind of just come to me in this fog. And that's when I say, okay, let's just dissect it. And it's very easy for me to dissect it. I've done it a billion times. I don't think I've ever worked with anybody who wasn't like, oh my gosh, like, how did you do that? And whether they implement it, that's a totally different thing. But it, it's like the light bulb goes off because my agenda is to, to get them where they want to go and kind of bring them out of, out of the darkness. So it's sort of like I'm confused and I'm working all the time and why am I not making more? And then you go, I'm going to call her. Great. So listen, if you're struggling, which I don't know, you know, there's not too many people who are struggling with that. So if you're struggling with that, uh, definitely go check out mini.theprofitgoddess.com to have a, a a mini experience in working with Marley. And of course that link and access to uh, Marley's social media will all be on today's show notes. You can find those by going to defeatthedrama.com, click on the podcast tab and go to episode 245. Thanks for listening as always. I'm Kirsten Ross Fogel, your host, and I'm going to invite you to again, check out myimpactacademy.com forward slash join for all kinds of resources around uh, businesses and communication and leadership and all that good stuff. So uh, go check that out as well. So make it a great day. And thanks so much. Get out there. The world is waiting for your impact. Mm -hmm.